Welcome to the latest addition to the Compliance Podcast Network, the podcast 10 for 10, which brings you the week's top 10 compliance stories curated together in one podcast each week. Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, brings you the compliance professional stories you need to be aware of at the end of your busy week. Sit back and in 10 minutes, hear about the stories every compliance professional should be aware of. Every Saturday, 10 for 10 highlights the most important news, insights, and analysis for the compliance professional, all curated by the voice of compliance, Tom Fox. Get your weekly filling of compliance stories with 10 for 10. 10 for 10 is a production of the award-winning Compliance Podcast Network. For the week ending October 28, 2023. Our first story, the financial, uh, or rather from the UC San Diego Today, it turns out that financial integrity oaths by executives actually increase compliance and reduce corruptions. A study uh, entitled When Executives Pledge Integrity, the Effect on an Accountant's Oath on Firms' Financial Reporting, is the first to provide systemic evidence that executives' integrity oaths can improve financial reporting. It was found that companies uh, with a CFO that swore an oath had less accrual base and real-time earnings uh, mismanagement. So it's a very cost-effective way to foster um, such compliance. And obviously, the um, tone at the top is set. Next up, uh, y, excuse me, WPP, which is in big trouble in China, uh, having had its uh, executive director of its Chinese subsidiary arrested, turns out uh, he has now been terminated uh, on charges of bribery and corruption and WPP is conducting its own internal investigation into this matter. Uh, last week, the Shanghai Police Economics Crime Division said that three suspects had been detained, and it turns out WPP was one of those. I wonder how this is going to play under their DPA, if it's still applicable. Next up from the Financial Times, uh, there is a, a probe into the death of an official link to the ongoing and pervasive Austrian uh, corruption scandal. Austrian prosecutors have ordered an inquiry into the death of a government official being investigated. The body of Christian Pilnasek, uh, the most senior official at the Ministry of Justice, was discovered last week. Initially, it was reported uh, by the media that he had died via suicide, but it turns out that the police have ordered an investigation into his death it's not known at this point if it's suspicious or not. Uh, next up, uh, from the New York Times, Meta is has been sued by a number of states' attorneys general, and it's accused of using features to lure children to Instagram and Facebook. More than three dozen states filed suit against the company for knowingly using features to hook children on its platform. Um so uh, their complaint states Meta designed psychologically manipulative products, features to induce young, young 
users' compulsive and extensive use of their platform. Our next story comes to us from Reuters, which reports that the SEC will go to court if someone is playing games during investigations and probes. The um, top SEC official made this announcement uh, uh, last week and said the uh, SEC will not hesitate to turn to courts. Uh, Gubir Grewal, the enforcement director, uh, said the court rarely has to do so, but it will do so. Obviously, this is in response to the shenanigans of Elon Musk, who, after agreeing to uh, accept a subpoena and appear for a deposition, uh, didn't show up. So you really shouldn't do these kinds of games with the SEC, but Musk has shown that he is fearless when it comes to snubbing his nose at in uh, the regulators from the SEC. Next up, a lengthy article from the uh, New York Magazine, which says that Trump is actually guilty of the type of bribery the Republicans are trying to find around Joe Biden, that Trump clearly um, put up uh, his businesses as uh, interests that could be uh, furthered while he was president, and that uh, Australian billionaire Anthony Platt privately recorded in his diary his intention to give money uh, to Trump to advance his business, uh, Pratt's business interests in the United States. And, of course, he would do it through uh, purchasing uh, products, goods, and services at Mar-a-Lago and other Trump properties. So maybe the Republicans will start to investigate that. Probably not, though. Uh, next up from the Chicago Tribune, in a closely watched case with uh, Chicago's Federal law enforcement ranks Anthony Sabini, Sabiani rather, a former agent for the Department of Homeland Security, has been sentenced to more than six years for a litany of corrupt acts, including giving an informant investigative information, stealing money from the agencies and drug dealers, and filing false tax returns. So uh, pretty embarrassing for Department, Department of Homeland Security and the officials in the Chicago office. Uh, next up, the second of three, excuse me, third of three articles from the Wall Street Journal, which reports that the OECD says that Brazil must do more um, for its anti-corruption efforts. The While Brazil has made great progress in combating foreign bribery schemes over the past nine years, the OECD finds it still has a way to go in successfully charging individuals. In a report published this week by the, the OECD Working Group on Bribery and International Business Transactions, it commended Brazil, and uh, obviously Car Wash and Lava Jato were important parts of that, and Brazil has been successful in using leniency agreements to resolve foreign bribery cases against companies. This um, does not has not translated, however, into... Um, individual prosecutions, and authorities have failed to win any final convictions of individuals. It's not clear if it was because of actions by the Brazilian prosecutors, the paucity of their evidence, uh, the corruption of judges or other officials in Brazil, but uh, when it comes to prosecuting individuals, uh, the record for Brazil is not good, and the OECD says Brazil really uh, needs to ramp up its effort under the prior administration, of course, um, corruption was rampant, so you would not expect to see 
any uh, individuals prosecuted, but uh, it's hoped that Brazil will regain this uh, going forward. And next up, for all you uh, Michigan grads out there, a story that is certainly not good comes to us from ESPN. It's ongoing, and uh, it's getting basically worse every day, and that is the alleged sign-stealing allegation against the University of Michigan. The basic allegations are that a, uh, quote, low-level staffer, end quote, of course, it's always a low-level staffer, uh, went around and scouted Big Ten teams to steal their signs. Well, first of all, nothing wrong with going and scouting. That's something football teams start doing in junior high school. But apparently stealing signs is a big no-no. And not only was this rampant, but it was so well known that when Michigan played in the college football playoffs against TCU last year, TCU was actually told Michigan was going to do this, and they changed their signs, and of course Michigan lost. Correlation or causation? I'll leave that to you, but it's a huge black eye. Uh, If you're going to treat the football players and the football team as you do students who cheat, you're going to have to take some pretty serious uh, disciplinary action against the team. Thanks for listening to this episode of 10 for 10. As I mentioned in prior episode, this is the one request I've received most often from podcast listeners of the Daily Compliance News to put together a summary at week's end so that every compliance professional can catch up on the news quite quickly. So I hope you will subscribe, rate, and review this new podcast edition to the Compliance Podcast Network family, 10 for 10. If you've got an idea for a podcast, I'd love to hear from you. I start many shows based upon ideas from listeners. So give me a shout. You can reach me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. 10 for 10 is a proud member of the Compliance Podcast Network.